Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Lockdown fucking sucks and we're back in fucking lockdown. <laughs> Other people have it worse in the world, but here we are. We're the heroes, the podcasting heroes. Uh, the world needs this. Friendship is forever. Friendship never ends. It doesn't matter what time you're in, you're still a dragon friend. Dragon friends are falling. Those proud mages of Netheril, how like the gods themselves, they must seem as they flit from floating city to floating city on skyships of shining gold and burnished steel. One of those ships is called the Rapture, an overgilded thing commanded by Skymaster Chiron, ambulatory brain in a box, and Commodore of the ardent flight of the city of Ilinar. You are or were Chiron's guests, although you had precious little choice in the matter. Using information gained from previous cycles of the time loop you find yourselves trapped in, you have convinced the Netherese that you are gods, and in truth, you do know things that mortals should not know. That knowledge has brought you to this ship and forewarned Chiron that an ambush is about to play out, one that you have seen before that you know comes on the orders of your one true enemy, the Dark Lord Strahd. Now, nothing more than a young idealistic fool and so the trap is sprung the ship is rocking and roiling falling from the sky chiron is nowhere to be seen and it seems as if the ship's sky throne is without a pilot and in a passageway somewhere between the ship's staterooms and its two-hatted teppanyaki restaurant <laughs> the dragon friends stand over the very recently very dead body of the young strad and it's time to work out what you're going to do next Is it canonical that the teppanyaki restaurant had two hats? That's wild. I'm going to be honest, Ting. I threw that in there. I, I, I just, I hate that restaurant and I wanted to make it pop. So, well, yeah. You said two stars, which means it's two out of five stars, which That's isn't good. No, he said two, he said two, hats. two hats. Two hats. Two hats. That's a good food guide. Or is it, Mich- is it a Michelin hat? Like- the Michelin no, hat. No, it's a Sydney Morning Girl. The Michelin it's the Netherese stars. equivalent of a Michelin What's hat. What's it called? Yeah. What's the Netherese equivalent of a Michelin hat? Uh, it's uh, it's a. Um... I can feel this one, David. It's um, it's a, it's a regular chef's hat, but it's got some um, stars and moons on it. Like, like a wizard's cap. Uh, like a wizard's cap. <laughs> yeah. The fuck would I do without you, man? Thank you so much. Yes, it's a regular hat with moons and stars. And just to fill out yeah. this world, Dave, how does a two-hatted teppanyaki restaurant differ from the run-of-the-mill teppanyaki restaurant that we'd all be familiar with? Okay, so it's really, it's about experimental dining. So <laughs> a lot of it is about fusion is very big in the Netherese empire at the moment. Uh-huh. This is a melding of low Netherese and high Netherese cuisine. And mm-hmm. it's obviously made by a slug. And that is good dinner theatre. because that <laughs> it's is true. Yeah, it's high cuisine and they throw it at you by a slug called Slaggy Beer. Yeah. <laughs> and also the bowls are smaller, so it's a higher difficulty level. That's why they're smaller. Yeah. 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 And it's high cuisine because it's flying through the sky. It's so <laughs> just burning through fucking time. Yep. Here we go. And with the, um, this 
slug shift, Dave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's, he, what's he go by again? Sluggy bee. They're, um, you know, what's their chef's table sort of fatal flaw? <laughs> what's, you know, what's the thing that drives them? What's the, what's the trauma at their you, you know what it is, Alex? Is you can't cook with salt. <laughs> <laughs> but, but out of desperation comes great uh, culinary mm. practice. And so, yeah, yeah, they're really fantastic uses of spice. You, you're, it's one of those fucking restaurants that you're sitting there. You know, like how really, like you might, when you're not a vegan, apologies to him, and you, you eat at a vegan restaurant, sometimes the nicest thing you can say is at the end of the meal, you didn't realize everything on the menu was vegan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You go out of this place, I think, and you're like, oh, that's like beer, such a character, so many stories. I don't think there was any salt. Was there any wow. salt in your meal? Wow. I did not like, no, even miss it. And, and the, the person you're dining with is no man because sluggy beers is slug. It would, it would be fantastic. <laughs> and I'm going to sleep so well tonight. I don't need a glass of water. I'm ready to go. Yeah, oh, okay. it's going to be fantastic. There's a body at your oh, feet. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey guys, what did I miss? <laughs> Baston appears at the edge of the passageway, clutch, clutching his skimmer board that he now has. You can add that to your inventory if you want, you. Baston. You have, you have managed to turn it off, and you see the body of the young Strad lying at the feet of Frizo Frizofferson as the eldritch magic crackles out of his fingers, and the entire ship lurches a second time. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Our greatest foe defeated. I'm going to loot the body, Dave. What does Strad have on him? Okay, well, as, it, as we know from the last time loop, he has three healing potions on him, so you can go ahead and take that. He's also wearing a signet ring with the signet of the Zarevich line, so you can have that Thank as you. well if you want. And also he has a small engraving of a elderly figure in a blue robe sitting on a stool with a very distant expression on his face that you recognise as Paternius von Zarevich. And what's He's that in the photo form of? of his dad? It's a photo? An engraving, yeah, right. an engra- a little lithograph, okay. yeah. And I, I don't know if you're going to accuse me of being a pervert here, Dave, but <laughs> what's, what kind of... I want to find out something really intimate about him in case we meet him again and I can really confront him about it. How would you find out? Are you looking for permission? Boxes or briefs? Are you looking for... Boxes or briefs? Tell me what I so need. Phil... What what's... What Phil, so Phil, do you walk over and you start adapted. shimmying his pants yeah, yeah, down? Yeah. Attack a dead body! Attack the body. <laughs> oh, the you've done indignity. worse, Frieza. Phil says, don't look at me, Frieza. You know what you've done. I wanted him to be my friend and now look at me. I wanted this to be a fun friendship, Dak, and now it's a dead man's Dak. <laughs> <laughs> dead man's Dak. <laughs> Alex George was like, either way... I'm going to dack this guy by the end of the day. <laughs> it's a universe correcting itself. It's always going to end in a dack. What, what are we looking at? What am I looking at here? Okay, so first of all, he's wearing a still suit. As I said, he's wearing a combat uh, zips down. It's an entire body suit that is made of a kind of waterproof leather that has been oiled. So really what you do is you take a zipper that starts at his neck and you start pulling it down all the way past his stomach. The suspense, the- I can't wait. <laughs> And then, because it's fucking fantasy, there's no underwear. So, what, what, do, you what do you want me to say? It's He's... fantasy, there's no underwear. Do you think it's oh, fantasy? I think it's fantasy. 
People don't. Hang wear on a second. I, I simply, uh, Dave. I'm really in your corner a yes. lot of the time. But <laughs> Dave, no. <laughs> Dave, what what like the fuck are you talking Rowling about? It does feel like people don't have toilets. When this does feel like it's something George Lucas would use to bully Carrie Fisher, doesn't it? Like, no, but I'm like, they're not, not modern underwear. Not what we would oh, understand. Not, 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 not the technolo- technologically advanced underwear we have in 2021. Of course not. Okay, he's wearing. He's not, he, he's a, not wearing. You know, um, he's wearing rude. a thin. Thin cotton Tasmanian devil satin boxer shorts from Granny Mays. They don't have that technology. Yet. He's wearing a thin cotton shift. It's basically just a sheet with a hole cut through for his head, and it's wrapped around with a cord. Mm. Hey guys, who do we think is playing Young Strahd in this particular? Um, Timothy prequel? Chalamet. Do you know who I'm Timothy thinking? Chalamet. Oh, I was going to say Alex. I was going to say Timothy Chalamet. 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 We were all thinking Timothy Chalamet. I'm pretty sure the last time we did a series of streams or podcasts on Zoom, there was like an elaborate plot involving Timothy Chalamet. Big mm. Timothy I think Chalamet. went for like several weeks. Mm-hmm. When we go into okay. lockdown, we become obsessed as a group with Timothy <laughs> Chalamet. Yeah, yeah, we opened the forums back up. Shallheads are back. So you look at Timothy Chalamet's dick. <laughs> so there's nothing. There's a peach I want to right know. On the okay, end of it. you got to tell me. I need some more information. Thin cotton shift throw in that. Really? What about belly button? In your Audi? Uh, Audi, weirdly. Oh. Is it like in a cute little shape or? Pierced as well. Pierced and oh. an Audi. Oh, yeah. I take yeah. the piercing, Fish. Dave. Ouch. Okay. All right. Great. You have you have Strahd's belly button piercing, and any other piercings or ne- tattoos on, on this man? <laughs> An alarm sounds as the ship lurches again. There is, I will say, there is a secret tattoo that he has underneath his armpit, yes. um, going on the side of his yes, hip, yes, yes. and it is a tattoo of another Barovian man. It looks a little bit like Baston. And it's a large graphic print of a guy's face uh, that goes all the way down the side of his body. Mm. Who looks like Baston? Mm-hmm. Must have lost a bet. Some kind. <laughs> Wait, Baston, check your side. <laughs> <laughs> Baston looks, pulls up his shirt. Do I have a Do I have a matching tattoo of Strahd on me? <laughs> you have a missing season. No, no, there's there's, there's no tattoo. Uh, Dave, as the ship is is um, is uh, plummeting to its doom, Frizo is going to make a run for the bridge. All right, I need you to make for me quickly an athletics or acrobatics check. Uh, I'll go DC athletics. 15. I'm going too, Dave. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think. Do you mean the in. Sydney Harbour Bridge? Uh, yeah, yeah, Ben. I meant the Sydney <laughs> Harbour we- Bridge. We did this last episode. Alex worked out what the bridge is on a ship. We're not doing this again. Uh, okay. I rolled a 12, Dave. It's a good bit. I rolled a 12. Yep, Eden? Uh, eight. All right, great. So you're all stumbling and falling and flipping and falling backwards. And as a result, as you get to the bulkhead that connects to the bridge, just before you get to it, you turn around a corner in the passageway and you smash into the figure of Jerick Rim, who's running just coming off another tributary passageway also heading towards the bridge he doesn't know who you are and he spins around and quickly raises a dagger to ward you off um i i keep your distance okay 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 i'm not here for trouble not here for trouble i'm just gonna you know you're not one of my men you work for the foul nethery spawn i don't or i did but i'm just trying to get (laughs) to the bridge of the ship so just let me pass and nobody has to die so, so you think that he's going to let you into the bridge because you really want to go the, the, while the ship is under attack? No, I'm, happy to, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to fight if you want to fight. 
I want you, I want you to r- at least roll four. Okay. So roll. I rolled a 14 plus five. Does that hit? I'm attacking you with Wait. the glaive. I thought you were convincing. I thought you were convincing. I gave Dave the option. You all heard me. I said, I said, Dave, I'll fight if you want me to. And I can't remember what Dave said. So. (laughs) Because you weren't listening to me. I was rolling the dice, Dave. It's very difficult to do this in lockdown. I'm having to roll dice. You didn't need to roll the dice yet. Do you You want? You haven't started attacking. You don't need to attack him. All I said is if you are trying to convince him that you are not his enemy, you do need to roll for it. Do you want that to be your persuasion oh, roll? that's the roll you meant. <laughs> right. In which case, I will roll for persuasion, Dave. I apologise. Okay, you rolled a 19. Oh, well, it'd be more than that because my persuasion's higher. But whatever, it was a pretty good roll. 23, whatever. So, okay, what do you tell him? I say, well, now that I've already won the roll, it doesn't matter. I'll tell him I'm a fucking banana. No, it does fucking matter because we're playing D&D, all right? We're not playing two up. It fucking matters to me. You have to tell me something. You have to give me anything. I'll tell him that, um, no, I, yeah, I'm not I'm not working for the Netherese. I was a specific guest, a, a, a guest of Sluggy Beer, and I was here as a restaurant critic for the Tepeyaki <laughs> restaurant. So let me through to the bridge. I don't know this ship's restaurant. I don't know this slug that you're talking about. But but you're all oh, well, and on. I respect that. So if this is some kind of like hospitality issue, I don't want to get in trouble with the union. Now, what are you saying, man? I think that sluggy beer is probably pretty famous. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, this is just like this is the tragic, you know, this is high Netherese culture potentially. Like maybe they mm. don't. I mean, unless he's on yeah, MasterChef or something. On, like, <laughs> is he, Dave, is, Dave, is he on MasterChef? Is Sluggy Beer on Netherese MasterChef? Is he on Cole's ads? Is he on Fantasy Netherese MasterChef and I, Fantasy Netherese Cole's ads? I, I know what you're all fucking trying to do and I'm not going to engage with this. All right, so as you claim to be a restaurant critic, Jarek Rim looks at you, unsure what to do because you've talked very fast and very convincingly, and he's trying to make sense of you when suddenly there is a loud crack like a like lightning in the next room or a very powerful whip crack and he spins around, points at you as if he doesn't quite know what to make of you and then dives through the door into the next room. But he's left you alone in the passageway as Baston and the rest of you, I assume, yeah. all well, sort of about, rolled up behind you. So That's a great question. What did you do with the body? Oh, I didn't take it. We just I left it naked it. on the floor. Okay, so you... you well, ran- not naked, Dad. <laughs> no, but I would say this the shift is like riding up to his belly button <laughs> oh, yeah. at this How point. How do you sack so- someone in a onesie? You really got to work them out of it, it like a banana. like an accident. Like, we can't say he... No, we can't say he fell doesn't. over and it all unzipped <laughs> and his little weenie came out. <laughs> Don't you guys want a nemesis with the smallest amount of dignity? Does that not add anything to your backstories? <laughs> Should I, should I tidy him back up? <laughs> it's too late. We already late. left him. Yeah. Yeah. You're here. You're here. Wait. You're here now. All right. So you have the passageway. You've, you've convinced Eric Rim not to stop you, Hing, mm-hmm. and you, the rest of you are here, and he left the door open. So if you want to head on to the bridge, you're free to enter the bridge. Now. I'm going to go to the bridge, and I and Frizo's going to go for the keys to the car. Okay, well, so you, the, the bridge is a large space. It has workstations around a sort of semicircle of desks that look over a vast starport. Um, well, a, a skyport, I should say, because this is just, this ship doesn't go to space. 
And the centerpiece, of course, is the Sky Throne that you've seen before. The ignition of it is the claw of Chiron, and there is an identical claw that you can see about 30 feet away from you sitting in the chair. And in fact, there is an Arcanist that you recognize as Arcanist Ballantyne, who is strapped into the seat and he has two wicked looking crossbow bolts, one piercing his cheek and one piercing his neck. And his robes are stained with crimson and he is obviously dead. And the reason that the ship is hurtling out of control as it's lurching around wildly and you can see the horizon slowly lazily drifting as the ship loses its um, balance and starts to turn upside down and it will very soon be turning upside down and around that throne you can see the figures of one other arcanist Skymaster Chiron and two wildling mages that you've seen before, Maisel and Moira Laroon, who are with their backs towards you, fighting huge sparks of and arcs of magical power flying from the Laroon siblings, being matched by Chiron as he suddenly pulls up his gauntlet and blasts of energy are thrown out towards Maisel, throwing him against the balcony to your left. Who's who's here? Who's here with Frizo? Uh, uh, all of us. All, all, of, us. all of us are. Okay. Dave, I want to pull the dead body of Arcanist Ballantine out of the pilot seat. So nobody has noticed you yet. So you're going to walk into the room. Uh, They're fighting between you and the throne. Uh, 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 whose who's side, who side do we want to pick? Well, we've already killed Strahd, so I think we need to take whatever side isn't Strahd. So that would be we want to kill the Laroons? Or should we just kill, ev- should we just kill everybody? Great. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, simple, clean. Devil's Advocate, we just get out of here and go back to the future where Strata's never existed. I guess it's job done. Yeah, I Yeah, mean... like, why are we hanging around here? All okay, right. okay. Yeah, all right. Bottoms up. So you're talking about taking the powders. At this point, huffing and puffing, uh, little arcanist Marilyn Val arrives a little bit further behind you, having stayed behind to at least give the body of Strahd some small measure of dignity denied to him by the dragon friends. Oh, hey, guys, I, I tucked his little weenie in. I just, I... In, did nothing in, else, did nothing else. Really feels my, like an excuse just to touch it. <laughs> in my culture, you have to tuck the weenie in. Um, instead of closing the bury. eyes. <laughs> exactly, instead of closing the I, eyes, you I tuck I actually heard in. that in that culture, they put a small coin on the head of the weenie for the boatman. <laughs> yes, I didn't have a... To I pay the ferryman. To pay the scrub. You didn't have a coin to eat. <laughs> The <laughs> He's the big bad of our entire seven seasons. Not just seven seasons, seven years of your life. You're not respecting yourselves. Wait, the Scrotman is the new big bad? You've always been the big bad, Alex. That's the oh thing. Oh my god, I see it now. It's all now connected. I, yeah. Now, you can take these powders that Val has given you. Val, you are kind of dooming to die because the ship, this fight at the moment, as I said, is lurching the ship out of control. But that happened, but the right. sh- that happened a good run. That happened last sh- time. The ship hasn't fallen out of the sky yet. You absolutely... Nobody has seen Strahd's body, so I guess you you can choose whichever side you want or you can say fuck all these guys and go to the future. Oh, it's guys, really up to you. I just had a, an idea and I know I just suggest we just get out of here uh-huh. but if Val dies there may not be and we need to get back because we've fucked up somehow there may not be a way back because maybe she's got to set up. No, but um, she Last time we were here she died in that cave. Mm. Oh yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, here's what we want to do. Imagine saying this in front of her and her being like, what? <laughs> Last time we were here, she died in that cave. Wait a second, I died in what? Verily, for we are gods. Um, I'm going, Frizo's going to, I think we should go back to the future, but Frizo is going to make a run for the um, the throne and is going to mm-hmm. try and grab the other claw. <laughs> I want a dual okay. claws. If you take the claw out of the throne, yeah, it's gonna whoever crash. wins this, whoever wins this fight, they can't start the ship. Exactly. So they're gonna die. It's gonna fall out of the or fall out of the sky. They're gonna die. So we're not only killing Stroud, we're also killing Skymaster Chiron. And so when we go back, the Netheries won't be as powerful because they're gonna have lost a lot of their army in this in this ship. Okay, this isn't. A, you have to run past them. As I said, as you run past, you see the figure of Jarek Rim who is sneaking in, trying to turn the tables on Chiron. He spots you, and I need an opposed dexterity check Ooh. to see if you can get to the claw before dexterity. him. Dexterity. Uh, so it's a d20 plus dexterity. Uh, 14. Oh, uh, yeah, 14. 14, all right. Can we mob him? If we see what Frozo's doing, can we, like, barrel through like a scrum? You can give him advantage, absolutely. Yeah, let's if give him advantage. Group. Let's help him yeah. out. All right, I'll roll again. The second roll is uh, 5 plus 3, 8. So 14's the highest. Okay, 14. All right, hang on. Let me see. An 11. So that means that you race forward as Jarek Rim sees you and says, I thought you were a restaurant critic, as he pulls two daggers, diving at you and jumps at you as you grab the claw, jerk it out of Valentine's seat, and all of you bite down on a twist of paper full of powder that you had been given not moments ago by Arcanist Val. And as you see the figure of Jarek Rim Diving towards you, time seems to slow down and crawl until it seems that he is suspended as if in honey, and then the world freezes into silence and starts to roll back again as a profound dizziness takes over all of you. Light blurs away to the edge of consciousness. The white at the sides of your vision coalesces to a single dot, and you find yourself snapped back as if by an elastic at great and powerful strength back to the year 1493, Dale Reckoning, back to the third age of Faerun. And as your eyes come together, you find yourselves sitting improbably, for you took this medicine at a great height somewhere over the Balanox. And you are probably, I would argue, quite lucky that you do not find yourself immediately falling, but you do not. Instead, you find yourself in some kind of utility closet in a strange metal room. There are mops and buckets, a door to the exit, and it seems also a small collection of signage, of like um, wet floor signage, and there is a utility cart. This entire space is about 10 feet by 5 feet by 10 feet, a very small cramped room and all of you are sitting are lying in a heap on the ground in the center of this room Ooh. i got two glaives his <laughs> <laughs> glaive made it so everything's really going just as planned yeah. is that, we, should we, we back? start calling you like two glaives is two glaives two yeah. glaives so you know a glaive is like a giant double-handed like a halberd uh, a, a big That's a fish a, a battle spear yeah, but, uh, Bethany uh, had a glaive It was fucking sick I miss it every day <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave for, So we're in this um, Closet Baston's looking at Frizo mm-hmm. Just I've gotten Mixed up Maybe over the years What does Frizo look like 
right uh, now. He's a young and man, possibly Chinese. He's possibly Chinese. Yeah. Okay. Well, his teeth are. We know that. Yeah. Much. No, he's a human man. I think his colon is still elven, though. <laughs> what? He's still got a delicate elven bowel. Yeah. Elf, elven IBS. Um, Baston's going to look at Frizo and be like, how did you come to be human, possibly Chinese again? Has that not come up yet? Yeah. No, I'm come not. Up. I don't we think it has. Chat. Like, since Frizo I don't. Came look, back. this is me. Sorry, yeah, Alex, you're right. This room is, is quiet. If you haven't had this conversation, <laughs> that's permitted. Yeah, man. Yeah, why you, uh, you don't look, you don't look the same. What happened? From memory, and my memory is quite sketchy. Uh, and this is Frito talking, not Michael Hing. Michael Hing remembers everything. <laughs> <laughs> From memory, I was, I was taken under the wing of a, a harpy. I think, and she put a big black stone in my chest. Um, of course, that was taken out of me because uh, I was dying, and I think as a result I turned Chinese. <laughs> okay, just tell us the truth, all right? I'm sure it's not that embarrassing. <laughs> well, there you was can a while. Tell us. There was a while where I was kind of a snail, you see. Okay, and that okay, didn't work man. out. You're a snail. I was a snail. I had, I had sort of snail eyes. Are you familiar with the actor Tilda Swinton? <laughs> I, of course. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Isn't everybody? <laughs> I, I sort of looked like her for a bit as well. I've taken many forms in the last thousand years. When you say you know Tilda Swinton, this is... Do you know Earth's Tilda Swinton? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah. in she Japan. Did, you know how famous actors are always doing, like, ads in Japan? Yeah. <laughs> Tilda Swinton <laughs> did, like, a serial ad in Faerun. <laughs> We all know yeah. it. it was called Chompums. <laughs> and what was the product, Al? Uh yeah. They were mostly uh, corn-based, um, perfect cubes, and that was what set them what, apart for the rest of the... What did she say about these perfect cubes she of said, corn? I'm Tilda Swinton. You don't know me, but no matter what plane of existence I am on, I want to chomp a cube. So I choose to chomp. And when I choose to chomp, I chomp cubums. Wait, chompums. Where is she saying? She's saying, I chomp cubums, wait, chompums, and they didn't do a second take. It was in a contract. That was the best part. (laughs) I I, I don't do second You don't want to see the other takes, Dave. (laughs) I feel like people in Faerun would have been like, okay, some questions. Firstly... Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Second question. Well, she said I'm Tilda what is this machine that I'm watching this on? Um, Al, if that was the best take they did, do you know what the worst take looked like? What yeah. was Tilda's worst take she did? She said, I'm Tilda Swinton. This is what Chinese people sound like. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 
Right. I was cursed. The long and short of it is, I was cursed. I died. I came back. I probably died again. I went to hell. I was in heaven. I killed a king and a demon. I had a. There, there was a. There was a, a million lifetimes I lived without you guys. Because oh. you were oh, so many me. metaphors. Jesus Christ, get over it. You hanging, you you hanging with a crew? You you by yourself, or you hang with crew, or what? I was with. I was with. I was with some of the most fearsome adventurers you're ever likely to come across. I was well, with. I'll kill them. Well, don't, don't, well actually, actually, oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you. You tell me. What what, what, what are you talking about? I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you this. Look. Well, now well you, you have no, to. Come on. I'll kill yeah. you with a broom you have to tell if you don't tell me, so. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I just, if I tell you this, though, I might get in trouble from them. Oh, you scared? Well, they're not here. You scared of your little hell friends? Okay. I think they're going to try and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure... They made a deal with a very powerful demon. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing I'm not sure if I'm allowed to tell you, so I hope I don't get in trouble for this. But I'm pretty sure... <laughs> what does getting in trouble look like in this case? <laughs> there is a blink and Frizo finds himself in a principal's office and there's a devil standing there. It's like, I'm sorry, can I just talk to you for a second? Uh, and there's a snap in your back. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm pretty sure they signed a contract with the devil... And the devil was gonna kill. Sorry, and they're gonna come and kill you. They're gonna hunt you Oops. down and kill you. Oh, wait. Oh, you know, actually, you know who you know who was there? You know who you know who was there? Who? Do you who? remember my old dragon that I had? Yeah, Bushu. Yeah, Bushu. Bushu. We had Bushu. Yeah. How's he's going? dead. He's dead now. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. He died. <laughs> He does. What a way to tell yeah, Phil. Phil starts to cry. <laughs> uh, Bushu was there. Bushu's dead. Baston, you look particularly upset about Bushu dying for some reason. Well, uh, well, he was a nice guy. He was, he was the best of you, certainly. Um, yeah, he, I guess he was, but uh, he didn't survive. Survive um, what? Hell, etc. You didn't you get like you were in jail? How did you get out of jail? Oh. No, but that's, to be fair, you all know that. The oh, reason do? that all of these things happened to Frieza was because at a time three years ago, the Dragon Prince had a choice. Bring Bobby Pancakes back to life yeah. and condemn Frieza to magical imprisonment with Mistra uh-huh. or lose Bobby forever and let Frieza go free. And they decided that mandatory rehabilitation was the best Option for the blue-skinned man. Yeah, but they don't know how he yeah, got so out. How was how was rehab? Do you feel? Do you feel? Is that why you're Chinese now? No, possibly. <laughs> Chinese. What happened? is Chinese? Chinese. Chinese. What is Chinese? We <laughs> you know Japanese. Come on, we've been to Japan. Two, two it's not the same, Alex. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do you, Alex? <laughs> um, no. Chinese happened. Chinese happened <laughs> Chinese. after rehab. Sorry, I'm still laughing at chompers. <laughs> Chinese happened after rehab. So right. it wasn't part of the rehab. I don't want you to think that me turning Chinese was therapeutic in any way, but I was but I was completely recovered. I was I was rehabbed and then Oh this was uh, sorry, this was after your personality was cured, Hing? Yes. Did you mean well, Frieza? Did you this mean is, Frieza this is after you mentally became Yes, sorry, Frieza, obviously. This is after Frieza became mentally better. Yeah, well Frieza spent sixteen years in a prison with Mistra. I think it I think it made him I think he learned and grew. 
There was that one time he had a lovely fireside chat with Bethany. That would the old freezer wouldn't have had that chat. All right. <laughs> okay, so you're a different guy now, but your friend's uh, gonna kill us. I got two glaives now, so that's a big change. <laughs> that happened like ten minutes ago. <laughs> well, you have come from that lifetime ago. That if you want to find out more about it, you can find it on the Dragon Prince Twitch channel, The Beef Babes. But you have come out of that world with a new face and a new ethnicity <laughs> and only two <laughs> magical items. Everything else you lost, you burnt so many magical books just to keep cold in Icewind Dale, mm. but you came out of it with the nine live stealing longsword that you found in Theros mm-hmm. and a scroll wrapped um, in a very dangerous scroll of ancient Netherese magic that you found in the present inside a vault inside Icewind Dale. So, what's out of this cupboard? <laughs> Yeah, let's um, let's get out of here. I don't mean a cupboard. Uh, I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna let's wheel the trolley. This seems like a natural disguise. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Before we do that, I'm just gonna quickly take Frieza aside, um, just in the corner to say, like, I know we didn't fully discuss this, the choice that these guys made, and just you know, like, I didn't make that choice, Mm -hmm. and I carried a lot of guilt about that, and I still do, to be honest. So, like, I just want to check that where. Cool. Well, my understanding is you were dead when they made the choice, right? Yeah. So you had no agency in the choice? No agency. You're clear. Great. The other so two... Do- <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what are you guys what? saying? Sorry, sir. It's saying a very small, that? echoey cupboard. No, it's a 10-foot by 5-foot yeah, yeah. cupboard. This is a huddle for people <laughs> who have died. Let me take you aside in this cupboard. <laughs> it's basically a turn around to an opposite corner. <laughs> this is a huddle huh. for people who have died. Um, you so know unless I- you've died... Can't be in the huddle. Okay, well, me respect the rules of the huddle. <laughs> well, uh, me and, we look me forward and to meeting. Yeah, Sorry, we look forward Baston. to meeting your friends who have sworn to kill us. Yeah, mm. I'm sure that would be <laughs> delightful. Yeah. Are they going to kill me because I didn't actually make that choice? That's another. Oh, thing okay, Mister. Not my fault. Up, I think the. I think they were after the dragon friends, which technically I don't think I'm part of anymore. Um, what? Oh, what? Well, well, otherwise <laughs> I'd have to kill myself, and I'm not gonna sign up for that no but you you said that with your friends so are you part of this deal to kill dragon friends oh yes i am actually now that i've (laughs) now that i've brought that out i am well at some point at some point they're gonna come and kill you and i'm gonna have to pick a side then but we can kick that ball down the road (laughs) i think (laughs) we don't we don't have to decide on that now you know what let's push the trolley You turn and look, and as you turn around, you see that Baston has already put himself in a custodian's uniform. He saw inside the trolley, it's a grey, drab, featureless jumpsuit. It has, strangely, um, two uh, apertures at the back of it on each shoulder. There are some strange metal apertures, as if something connects to them, but otherwise it looks like a jumpsuit. Uh, Is there enough for everybody? There are more of these jumpsuits there, yeah. The apertures okay. are like plug-in tubes for like a matrix needle. It looks like some kind of plug-and-play thing, yeah. Plug-and-play, hey? Should we all hmm. put them on? Yeah, we'll put them on. All right. All right. Okay. Looking good. Now we look like a team. Mm-hmm. Okay, me <laughs> going to carry this mop. Me going to carry this broom. There was only one mop and one broom. Well, Bobby. I'll, me- I'll push the trolley then. Love that. Bobby, you want to get in the trolley? Slaves. Oh yeah, I'll just sit on top of the trolley like That's a great, Actually, a great question. I, I, sorry again for the consequences looming on your horizon, Hing, but you have stolen two 
giant war weapons, huge uh, spears. So what are you going to do with them? I could put them in the trolley. I could unscrew my mop, um, my mop head, and you could put a mop on top of one. Oh, secret glaive! Yeah, great idea. Gonna 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 hide the glaive. Gonna hide the blade of the glaive with a mop head. And we could use the broom to be the other on the other one. The broom head. Great idea. All right. Simple. um, I'll carry both of those then, and if you guys could push the trolley, that'd really help me out. Okay, so is walking with two giant war spears disguised as a mop and a glaive. You're all in jumpsuits as you open the door, Bobby, cautiously and peek your head down what looks like a very thin, long corridor. This entire structure that you're in is claustrophobically thin and this corridor snakes forward. It doesn't snake, so it rigidly goes down about 60 feet and you can see a stairwell at the end of those 60 feet. And then the bell rings and all of the school kids pour <laughs> out into... And it's end of third period. Oh, no, the mean girls. Okay, so <laughs> There are doors at regular intervals and there's stairs leading down and stairs leading up. Are there no up. windows on the doors? No, there isn't. The, and the entire area is made of the same strange... It feels like a kind of metal stone composite. Everything feels almost science sci-fi it kind of recalls your time in tokyo but that can't be right because you're still in the forgotten realms can i open well, can i open one of the doors and peek inside it's the doors seem to be locked mm. can i try and um jimmy one open you got a little sneaky you absolutely lock can picks. you've got your lock picks yeah um is that sleight of hand mm-hmm. okay what kind of locks ho- keyholes do they have they have normal, like you recognize them, they're the same as they were in your own time. So you, you got a 17, mm-hmm. you work carefully the lock on the door next to this custodian's closet and the door opens into a dark, what seems to be again, quite a slightly, a sort of strangely cramped room, but you can walk into it if you want. The room is so dark and this entire space is so dark that it's kind of difficult to see. Bobby, are you going to sneak into the room? Yeah, sure. All right. You notice that there is a strange smell, like sweat and mildew in this room. It feels a bit, it has a bit of a gym locker feel to it, but there's something strange. There's another tang, a kind of chemical smell that you can't quite trace as you walk into the room. Almost immediately, you brushing against you, you hadn't noticed it from the corridor, but there is a kind of opaque uh, sort of strange sheet, like a medical sheet in front of the doorway that is obscuring the rest of the room. And you can see now that there is a strange glow on the other side, but you can't see what it is. And you also notice there's a hum in the air. Can I do an investigation check? You can. That's a 15. Are you going through the sheet or are you staying on your side? Um, I'm going to go through the sheet. All right, you walk carefully through the sheet and on the other side of the sheet, you see that there are four figures. One of them looks like an old man. Two of them look like young men. One is a young woman. And they are seated on a on identical, perfunctory-looking chairs of the same metal stone compound, wearing jumpsuits similar to yours. And on the back of them are snaking out large, rubbery-looking tubes connecting to the backs of their shoulders that are glowing with a sort of strange, malevolent red energy, which was giving the room its glow as the hum gets louder and louder. And as you carefully walk and look at them, one of the figures, the old man's eyes snap open and his pupils focus on you. Hello. Um, 
Quick question. Is that red stuff coming out of you or going into you? <laughs> he looks at you and his mouth <clears throat> opens in an O as he, as he, and he starts to vibrate in what looks like it's it's strange it's not quite terror you've had people have been terrified of the dragon prince before but this is something new as with great effort he takes a hand that you now see is on a quite shriveled looking arm and he points at the door at you and then moves his hand and points at the door behind you um i'm just gonna just one second thanks uh and um, i'll stick my head back out of the sheet and be like guys i think this is a prison of some sort. There's, you probably want to check this out. All right, I'll pop my head in. What's going on with these people? All right, you, the moment you turn your head around towards the door that he's pointing at as well, I will say that you notice that there is a faded poster on the door. And in the low light, it's difficult to make it out, but there is some kind of diagram or schematic or something that has been pasted there as you bring the other dragon friends into the room. The figures seem content to sit there. The man's eyes are open and he's vibrating with some kind of very powerful emotion, but he doesn't seem able or willing to speak and his hand is still pointing at the poster on the door. What's on the poster? You need a light source that's better than this glow. Who's got light? Um, Fulge can see in the dark. I've got dark vision. I no longer have dark vision now that I am Chinese. Okay, then when you say it like that, it really, it really feels like non-Chinese humans can see in the dark. Well, that's not what I took away from that, Dave. But if that's how you interpreted what I said. What does Phil see? Yeah, what do I look like? Phil, you see a grimy poster and it like everything in this room is sort of covered in a strange chemical smelling grime. As you wipe it, you see that there is a figure of somebody standing in a heroic pose and the more and more you wipe you realize that there are words written underneath uh, underneath it in the common tongue and as you wipe it you slowly realize that it is a figure of a halfling in a black tunic standing triumphantly on what looks like a pedestal um, with a little mustache and a haunted expression and a neat little haircut it's bobby pancakes and above it it says he shall return, and below it it says, "Do it for them." Huh? <gasps> it's just Bobby on the poster. Just Bobby, yeah. Any any big half fox there? Or... Yeah, how come? There are there are figures in the shadow behind, and this poster looks like it may be one of a set. Do it hmm. for oh. them. Oh, there's poster of you, Bobby. Uh, say, do it for them. Anything else? Does it look like, um, like a uh, yeah, propaganda okay. sort of poster? Yeah, so you, so you read it. It looks, yeah, it's done in a kind of propaganda style. It says, he will, he shall return, do it for them. And then underneath it says in very, very small text, um, quotas increase this month. We shall be prepared. We shall pers- persevere. And then there is a stylized figure of a K with a crown sitting um, in a pyramid, which is a logo of a some K? sort. A K in a pyramid? A pyramid? Yeah. That's the that's the chompom's logo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and underneath it, there's another poster for chompoms. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it down. Put it okay, <laughs> it clings to your fingers in a strange way, and you don't feel great 
about how you've had to wipe away this grime and then you've pulled this off. It comes limply off the wall like it was pasted there many years ago. But it comes together and you sort of take the limp poster and you roll it up and you stow it somewhere in your backpack or utility closet or around a mop-disguised spear. Um, Bobby, I think Bobby's like, um, uh, this this sucks, this isn't good. I'm just going <laughs> to uncouple these guys from these tubes. I think Bobby's like has a, like a pretty visceral reaction to like Tube stuff. what's happening. Um, okay, how, how are you going to do that? Is there, well, are there like mechanisms? Are there kind of like, is there like a thing that you're twi- like connecting to the, you know? They seem to be, they seem to be connected to the tubes. It's hard to tell because there are the couples on their jumpsuits similar as yours, but you start to pull them and they, like pulling out a cannula. It, it is a strange Ugh. bionic to Why is organic. that your go-to? How do you to describe pulling a plastic tube from someone's flesh? <laughs> 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 What's your go-to? Wait, does a cannula does a cannula only go in the penis? What? Oh, Michael, <laughs> who's giving you a cannula? <laughs> Who is your doctor? I, I thought a cannula. I thought, can- a, I thought a cannula specifically was the one that helped you That's pee out of your penis. That's, That's a, a catheter. catheter. That's a catheter. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Okay. okay. Suddenly, you hear a. <laughs> and then a click sound that sounds for all the world like a door has opened up on the other side from the other way that you came from the custodian's closet and then footsteps start coming down these steps. You are all inside this small locked room but you can hear footsteps coming down the corridor. I assume that your utility cart, because it wouldn't have fit in the room, is sitting outside in the corridor. That's true. Um... We, let's just go. Let's just go talk to these guards. We can explain what's going on. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna love us. Okay, Frieza, you you are the first one to come out wearing your custodian's uniform as you step out of the room, and you can see that there is indeed a figure in some kind of uniform. This one is not wearing the same kind of jumpsuit. It's wearing a dark midnight cobalt blue suit. It's a one-piece suit again. Well, it is a jumpsuit, I guess, but it's form-fitting and it has silver epaulets and it has the same K crown pyramid insignias wrought on both shoulders. Um, I guess I guess I'll talk to that person. I'm going to hide in the uh, back in the room, just behind the curtain. Okay, so you're hiding. So only Frieza's coming out? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go so with Frieza. Frieza and Baston come out, Bobby, and is trying to pull the tubes, the wet tubes, out of the four in the chairs. And Filge is hiding. Filge, make a stealth check. Bobby, make a stealth check. Um, as the figure sees the two of you, he's, wearing, he's got a crew cut uh, blonde hair, and he st- sees you and turns around as his face lights up. Uh, you aren't meant to be cleaning in there. You, you can't. You've got to clean in the corridors. You don't clean in the in the rooms. My mistake. Well, no. Hang on a second. It's not just your mistake. It's my mistake too because I, I'm 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 supervising this this whole area, and and if if there's a breach, then I'm the one who's who's you know Johnny asshole <laughs> for the week. Hey, so, don't be like that. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to. T- no, no, no. Hold on a second. I don't recognise you guys at all. What? Oh, well, that hurt my feelings. Hmm. What year is it? It's what? <laughs> what time is it? What are you? What are you playing? Where, at? where are we? Who are you? No, hang on a What's second. What's going this on? This doesn't sound like things that my normal cleaners would <laughs> no, say. No, it's not. Look, I'm, I'm, I just need to know. I need to know what's going on. 
All right, I'm gonna no, something's very wrong here. I'm calling the guards. And he pre- as he says that he takes out a silver capsule and presses it, and it starts to flash. Oh, why'd you but, go but, and do that? But because dude? he doesn't have any weapons or anything, he's still kind of looking at you. He doesn't have anything you... else he can do. Come on, dude. Because you said really weird what, things. What? So someone asks you where they are? I could be disoriented. Maybe I had a bump on the head. And you're gonna call the guards? Yeah. What if? Did you have a bump on the head? Maybe. Maybe. Did you have a bump on the head? Uh, abs- abs- one point. Well, hang on. How did that? What's happened? No, listen. Okay, Bobby and Phil, what <laughs> did, are you guys doing? Did you bonk your heads yes. together like a pair of coconuts? Yes. That's exactly That's what, what happened. happened. We think we can't quite remember, and you've called the guards on us. I want you to think long and hard about the how you're going to operate. that I dropped a penny. <laughs> here, here, touch here on my forehead. You can feel the bump. Oh, I can't feel any bump at all. And then I smack him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> all right, quickly make an attack. All right. Dave, I was not being very quiet. I was seven. I did seven. So I was bumping and thumping (laughs) around. Well, you should have told me that. Well, I didn't really have an opportunity. They were weaving a rich narrative. Okay, Ben, how do you feel about the fact that your character could feel that there was a very large person in the other room shuffling around, hopping from one foot to the other with nervous kid energy? <laughs> Look, I think I, I think this guy is a bit of a coward and I think, to be honest, a lot of his anxiety about all this was probably that he knew that in the back of his mind. Okay, did you get a 17, Baston? Uh, probably why I he called the guards. Oh, a 20. Yeah. Okay, Baston Ooh. grabs his head and smashes it against the stone metal compound wall and the man's eyes blessedly roll up into his head as he doesn't need to deal with this problem anymore and he falls to the ground. His little beeper, still flashing, clatters to his feet. Can I, so can whatever. I, can I click on it again, like to turn it off? The beep starts to go double time. Uh, uh, I hit it one more time. <laughs> it doesn't do anything else. Does it, does it keep making the noise? <laughs> yeah, twice as fast. All right, I, I throw it down the corridor. Okay, scatter, 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 clatter, clatter, clatter. Right. Okay. (laughs) Didn't even put it in a bin, just threw it. Just like... It wouldn't turn off. (laughs) Um, So whatever time you have, you don't have very much time because it's clear that's an alarm of some kind. Mm, Let's go back into the room. Yeah, let's hide in the room. Hide hide. in the room. Um, And I'm going to... We'll pull the guy in with us, the, Mm. the, the coward. Yes. Okay, so you take the coward and you drag him into the room as well and you're just going to wait for the cops? We're going to wait and just see what we can hear. It worked at schoolies. It'll work again. (laughs) Is there anything else anyone else is doing during this time or are you just sitting there in anticipation? Are the tubes coming out or they're not? There's just no gear Oh, Bobby has continued to pull them out and there is, as he does that, as you come back into the room, there is suddenly a wet sound like a fish being pulled from a fish and (laughs) as you do that... (laughs) These tubes come full out and a strange kind of um, blue viscous energy stains the back of his coat. But you realise that whatever the tubes were, they were pulling something out of him as they sort of hang there loosely and rubbery in your hands. And a light that was blinking red behind him, giving that room that red glow, suddenly switches off. So it's- the guys, as the guy's head snaps forward, and then his eyes clear and he looks up at you. Oh, shifts over, is it? Oh, that's good. I'll, 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 uh, I usually feel a bit worse, but I must have, uh, I must have had a bit more in me. Uh, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> what? Who are you? Where are we? I'm, what year I'm, is this? I'm Paul. You recognise my friend? Wait a second. And the second time, although it seems like he didn't recognise what happened while he was plugged in, his his eyes vibrate, he looks up and his mouth starts to form an O as he looks at you. 
no, this isn't real. This is like the time they got those dress-up people to come to the factories, <laughs> put on a little show. This can't be Who? you. Who? Who are we? Well, Bobby, Filge, Bastard and Friezo. How do you know who we are? And as he says that, he slowly gets up and then with his arthritic limbs creaking, he falls down onto his knees in front of you. Oh my God, my, my, sorry, sorry for the over-familiarity. It's just, it's just, you know, you, you, you talk about my whole life and you're sort of, you sure had, oh my, my, <clears throat> my, my, my Lord of Rocks, my, 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 my God of Secrets. Um, uh, oh gosh. Nice. I, 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 Which I, one was uh, I? My God of, <laughs> God, you, you, you're the god of thieves. He starts, and he starts hitting himself and not saying it quickly okay. enough. And there's four of us, but you've only named three gods. And, and the god of love and sadness, of course. Love and um, sadness, that's me. <laughs> I, mar- I married my wife under your sign, he says. Absolutely. And got divorced, I hope. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, it's the same building. Um, <laughs> Very good. What? Is it really you? Well... Yep. Have you returned? Here we... As Lord... To save Netheril once again? Save Netheril. All right. Yeah, he goes on to say that that's that's correct. The... The, the, all the stories that a thousand years ago the gods came once, they destroyed the great enemy who would hurt our benevolent lord Cassus and freed him from the fight against the Howlers and then disappeared. But he has told us that if we pray and if we meet our quotas and if we keep the energy crisis at bay, then one day you will return to liberate us. Oh, they're juicing him. Guys, mm. they're bloody so juicing them. The, they're juicing them, just like back, are they back them? before. Nothing changed. Just now they say it's us. They're juicing the juice the juice right out of this, this little prune. <laughs> <laughs> My lord. <laughs> they're what, Filch? They're juicing the juice the juice. They're juicing the juice out of this little what? Little prune. prune. <laughs> He's becoming, they're pruning. They're making them from. Oh, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> and yes, I think plums. you're kind of. Filch realizes that yeah they're juicing these guys. I get it now. I think I speak Filch. Yeah, it looks like they're sucking energy, and the the color of the light that's coming out of them is the same color as the face paint of the of the Megan. Something is pulling energy out of this of this guy's family. You presume these other figures, oh. although his tubes are sitting limply there now. A great dishonor has been done in our name. You, Paul. Oh, is this something I said when I was really over-familiar on first-name basis? Oh, please don't. Please don't smite me. Um, oh, I did not mean to dishonour you. Oh, we should wake up Martha. Martha's a big fan of yours, God of Thieves. Oh, is yeah. she? B- big time. Now, does she know oh, just oh, yeah, my, she... the big stuff, or does she know the sort of more... Does she know, like, the, the deep cuts as well? I mean, you know. Well, she she loves all the holo films. Um, you know, God The holo films? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she she makes me watch God of Thieves in the in the jungle, um, one, two, and four. She 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 makes me um, you know she did she took a watercolor class to be able to paint the God of Thieves, and they're not very. Has good. she read the books? Uh, well, no. I mean, she doesn't have a lot of time to read in her four hours. I mean, there's only so much she can do. And now that they're upping the uh, the quota, I mean. 
But I will tell her, I will tell her, take your three hours and, and, and really use them to, to give yourself to the god of thieves now that I've met you and you're benevolent and taller than I thought. You thought Ooh. what? You thought I... Anyway, look, it's not important. It's not important. <laughs> take us to whoever we need to go and see. Yeah, who's in charge? <laughs> Who is the king? Yeah, is Casa still hanging around or...? As he says that, he makes a, a, cu- a cuneiform sign of a K three times on his on his chest in quick succession and shudders. Oh, of, of course, for, for this must be a test, a test that I hope I passed. Yes, Carsus still reigns. Well, can you take us to Carsus? <laughs> is this another test? I mean, how, how would I get an audience with Carsus? Well, you should tell you you should tell Carsus that the gods have returned. How would I? I've never met the man in my what life. What are you doing I, I, on your day off? If you're useless to us, <laughs> Wanna hang we out? can deal with you. <laughs> Wait, c- come on, Bobby, you've been pretty quiet. We're just sussing this out. Bobby is actually standing right against the corner now, still holding in his hand one of the tubes that is now sitting limply at his you side. You sucking on that tube over there, quiet? No, it's, I'm not sucking on is it. Is it any good? <laughs> can I try it? It's not, it's not sucking. Don't suck on it. It's got this guy's... <laughs> We don't know. Energy. He's got his force in it. Don't put it in your mouth, be you nice. fucking animal. <laughs> if the Lord of God of sadness and love would want to suck on my energy tube, I would be honoured. Well, it sounds out. like you'd be I'd rude be not to now, okay. doesn't it? Okay. All right, give us a taste. To... We'll all have a go on the energy tube. All right. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. wait. God of secrets here. <laughs> you owe me an offering. The only God dad. Simon <laughs> <laughs> being like, oh, no, actually, no one's going to have a suck on the energy tube, all right? Because you didn't behave yourselves, did you? Now, that's your own fault, isn't it, kids? Paul. Yes, God of secrets. Offer me a secret. Tell me how you really feel about Cassus, about your life, about the life of your family. Offer me that secret as a sign of goodwill. And I will bless you. Surely this is a test. Uh, do, do the other gods have to listen? I mean, they're not the god no, of secrets. No, no, no. Uh, we respect the huddle. We'll turn to the other sides of the, cult, the small yeah, room. Yeah, we respect the laws of huddle, but, like, is my thing anything more than rocks? <laughs> you, had, you had your opportunity for your thing to I be anything, and you picked rocks. Law. You're the god of As rocks. the law developed, Paul, like it. You know. <laughs> no, no, strangely. Yeah. You know what? You see another poster and it says, do it for her, and it's filled holding a rock looking <laughs> very non-magical. God damn it. <laughs> but, you know, um, God of Rocks, you know, is big rocks and yeah. little rocks. Not pebbles, so. Not pebbles. That's a whole different pantheon. That's a different kind. That's actually under the remit of the God of Secrets. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, because what is a pebble but a secret rock? (laughs) What about precious rocks? Diamonds, rubies, that sort of thing. Oh, goodness, no. That's that's (laughs) the God of Precious and Magical Gemstones. He gets jewels. Well, because we steal them, I imagine. So I'm only getting like a a fist-sized rock up to a boulder. That's it. But you know what? There was a great theological... There was a great <laughs> theological debate recently uh, about whether or not um, hardened and calcified uh, feces was counted um, for the god of rocks. And I have to say, I followed it with great interest. And? Um, and, and this they is are how yours. this guy uses his four hours. I got dry poo. <laughs> All right. The rest of the gods in, in, in agreeing to the rules of the huddle for... The head to the other side of the curtain, leaving just the God of Secrets, Paul, 
and his calcified family. I put my both my hands on his shoulders and just like look him dead in the eye, face very uncomfortably close to his face. God of secrets, if this is a test and I have somehow failed, I'm sorry, and I will offer you my secret in in my heart of hearts. I've, I've, I feel our kind and benevolent and uh, wise and beauteous leader Carsus is a, a bit of a prick. <clears throat> um, I, 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 I sometimes feel that uh, the the world that he has built is is not. F- favorable to um, the, the overwhelming majority of us um, but um, I say this in the depths of my ignorance and in the depths of, of my loneliness and of course that is um, what what somebody so full of spite and and, and, and full of stupidity uh, would would believe if this is a true secret it is a true truth <sighs> I accept your offering. Thank you. Dwight. Guys, come Dwight. in here. We're fucked up. And so a pact has been made between a follower and a leader, a god and a mortal man, for it seems that the new world, this third age of order, controlled by the Casas who never died, never left, and who swore that one day four would return, reigns supreme and amidst the energy quotas, amidst the energy crisis, and amidst this, this great age of new buildings and greater works, Human kind and mortal kind suffer under the yoke of a man who has no more enemies, who had no reason to be challenged, and who would one day, over a thousand years, grow to rule all of these forgotten realms, not for himself though, never for himself, for as he was always clear to say, he was but one who served those that would come again, those four great and powerful and benevolent leaders that would save this world from the energy crisis and their names would be the Dragon Friends. Thank you. The Dragon Friends are Alex Lee, Eden Lacey, Simon Greiner and Michael Hing. Our Dungeon Master is Dave Harmon with NPC voices provided by Ben Jenkins and post accompaniment by Tom Cardi. Shakira Khan is our producer. The podcast is edited, mixed and mastered by me, Hugh Guest, and this episode was recorded from our homes in this hopefully brief reprisal of the Age of Isolation. Until next time. Friendship is forever. Friendship never ends. It doesn't matter what time you're in, you're still a dragon I want you to put yourself, dear listener, uh, take yourself on an imagination holiday to the comedy store. Uh, I want you to imagine there's a lot of tables. Um, it's it's cabaret scene. Mm-hmm. It's a the novelty cocktail. Are, yeah, there's a novelty cocktail. The drinks are not as expensive as you'd think, but they're not cheap. No. Um, <laughs> The parking uh, is expensive. The parking is very dear. I want you to imagine, dear listener, that you've just forked out some money for parking mm. that you didn't think you'd or have Or alternatively, to. you've parked across the street in the park and you've walked yeah. through the cold, wet Sydney rain and unfortunately it's right near where they um, where, the, where they train the police horse and you've, stopped, you've stepped directly <laughs> in some dog shit. I mean, horse shit. And <laughs> you think, no, dog shit. That's the most horrible part about it. Dog shit in front of the horse shit station. Some monster let their dog shit right on top of a horse shit. Or yeah. That's how I and show now, my dog it's better than a horse. 
And now, dear listener, you're sat there at the comedy mm. store and the show was meant to start five minutes ago, but who's that you see in his waistcoat and tie? Why, it's Dave. And he's, Fuck sta- you. he's stalking you around then, the venue. It could have also been me, but in this situation, it's Dave. And he's looking very stressed like the show was meant to begin some time ago. And you give him a little wave and he gives you one back. And soon the lights go down and the music comes up and there's the voice that you recognise as Mr. Michael Hing and he's in introducing David Harmon onto the stage. And he, says, and he says... Oh, ladies and gentlemen and everybody else, this evening you will see a man have a... A complete breakdown on stage as his friends bully him away from his original intention of playing Dungeons and Dragons. It is Dungeon Daddy Dave Harmon. And the crowd claps. And some of you get awful little stiffies. Yeah. Because you can, you're anticipating that erotic tinkle tankle of dice. <laughs> All right, and like every other D and D player on fucking Zoom at the moment, are we ready to play some Dungeons and Dragons? Yes, yes we are. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> 